0: Bezat Hashem, we're going to continue with our teachings of meeting with the King of Kings. And this starts with basically building a space within yourself. And as Rabbi Itamar Schwartz calls it, it's building an actual sanctuary in your heart. Because basically that's a dwelling place for Hashem, which, you know, is inside of us it's inside of us and it's outside of us it's actually everywhere Hashem is in everything and and everywhere so it's also what we're learning we're learning from the teachings also of uh, Harabi Tamar Schwartz from the building a sanctuary in the heart which we talked about in the first lesson which talks about it's a a, a manual of a development of personal and intimate creating A personal intimate relationship with your God. And we're going to start by learning how to build that from within. So we're going to start to create that foundation and we're going to build the structure for it. So that we can contain, I guess, the be a vessel or be a clee to to hold that light and, and, and to extend it out and to connect and create a strong bond with our creator. So let's contemplate here with an example of a common mitzvah. For example, that the men do—they don't—they they don't their talit. So a man rises in the morning. He goes to shul. He wraps himself in his talit. So he's fulfilled a Torah mitzvah. What is he thinking about as he does this? And actually, the first question should not be what he thinks about, but does he think at all? And quite possibly, his actions are done with virtually no thought. And so we refer to contemplative thought. There is, of course, some practical thought. But let's assume that he does think. Let's analyze his thoughts while wrapping himself in the Talit. If he's thinking properly, he should be thinking as follows. Since the halacha is that a Torah mitzvah requires intent, I intend that by wrapping myself in the Talit, I shall fulfill a Torah mitzvah. So now let's think about this. We mentioned above in the Zohar Kadosh that describes the 613 mitzvot. As 613 pieces of advice on how to become close to hashem so if so since a person wears a talit every day day after day week after week for many years why doesn't he sense the closeness to hashem that should have developed from the many times he fulfilled this mitzvah and so the words of the holy zohar after all are true and factual it ought to be that everyone who has in mind daily to fulfill the torah commandment of wrapping himself with a Talit should gradually feel in his heart more and more closeness to Hashem. So why do we find that there's not that many people who have merited attaining palpable closeness to Karosh Baruch Hu through their daily wearing of let's say the Talit. So there has to be a deeper and truer way to fulfill this mitzvah. We have to search for what's lacking and the way that we put on our Talits to discover the inner goal, which is palpable closeness to Hashem. It does not result from performance of this mitzvah, even among many fine people. So we have to try to understand this issue. We have mentioned only one example, wrapping us oneself in a talib. But we also learn Torah and fulfill numerous other mitzvot. So what is it that prevents us from feeling close to Hashem through these mitzvot? And so perhaps we can fulfill the external conditions of the mitzvah, but... For many of us, we lack the inner essence and purpose, which is the closeness to Hashem. So we need to clarify, how does one learn Torah, perform the mitzvot in a way that will generate an inner sense of palpable closeness to Hashem? So in my heart, I will build a sanctuary. And this sums up the responsibility of every single Jew. The mitzvot must bring us, has to bring us to a state where Hashem is going to be with us and dwell in our hearts and he will really, and we will all really sense it. So that being the case, we have to know, we have to now clarify that how a person can continue learning Torah and observing the mitzvot, putting his maximum effort into it and um, simultaneously transforming them into a path towards experiencing in his heart real closeness to Hashem. And that's to say that we should seek a method on how a person can bring himself closer to his creator and reveal within the deeds that he's already doing a a great energy and strength that will bring him to a true closeness to his creator. And we are suggesting that all that we're saying here is that it's included in the comments of the Masila Yashayim, that there are two ways of accessing one's actions, examining and scrutinizing. There are certain behaviors that simply must be stopped But even the deeds that should be continued must be scrutinized and constantly evaluated. So to perform them in a more meaningful and proper way. So let's summarize the ideas that we've we've come up and we've discussed up to this point. We first established that the purpose of man in this world is to live in a state of the vacus with the creator. We said that in the first lesson, in our first Shior. What is the vacus? It is feeling Hashem in the heart literally sensing him and we're going to explain this later on in detail so how often does one need to be close to the creator each and every hour of the day with the exception of the time of course one is immersed in torah study so a person must feel that just as he cannot exist without air to breathe because he would die Hashalom. shalom he has to also must strive to sense that his whole vitality comes from feeling closeness to hashem because without it he's considered as if Shalom, he's dead and so we also need to clarify white torah study with which we are very involved and the many many mitzvot we fulfill do not generate in our hearts the simple feeling of closeness and the vagus to hashem what's lacking what is it that's lacking in our Torah study and mitzvah fulfillment that they don't generate within us the palpable closeness to our God so let's begin to clarify more in detail the concept of closeness to Hashem okay who is the creator has anyone ever seen him The pasuk clearly states that no person can see me and live. Right? Remember in the Torah? Even concerning his glory, Moshe Rabbeinu asked to see. Show me now your glory. And Hashem said to him, you'll see that which is behind me. But my countenance cannot be seen. So Hashem himself certainly can't be seen at all. And this is clear and obvious to everyone. We know this. So what do we mean when we speak of being close to the creator, as in the pasuk? As for me, closeness to Hashem is my good. What does it mean to be close to Hashem? So there's a well-known statement of Hazal. Hazal says, no place is devoid of Him. So in other words, Hashem is literally everywhere. So if so, if we try to understand the concept of closeness to the Creator in the physical sense, and the manner that a chair might be close to a table, then we'll, we will all be considered close to the Creator. Because wherever we are, the Creator is always present. Wherever we are, He's there. So why then does one need to toil his entire life to achieve closeness to Hashem? After all, the moment one is born, we're immediately close to the Creator. So what then is our life's work? What is it? So obviously, it's not the meaning of closeness to Hashem. When I sit near a table, I'm close to the table. When I sit on a chair, I'm close to the chair. But this kind of closeness is not the closeness to the creator that we're looking for. Not not what we're trying to learn. So closeness to the creator is a completely different concept, guys. Once we have clarified to ourselves the principle, demonstrated earlier, that the entire purpose of one's life is to be close and attached to the creator. Remember, we wrote on a piece of paper and we said we would look at every 15 minutes. I hope we're all doing that right? We must develop a clear concept of what kind of closeness is this. If the nature of this closeness to Hashem is unclear and one doesn't know what kind of closeness is meant, so how can a person find a way to acquire this closeness? The goal of of closeness to Hashem is undefined, then the way to achieve it will perforce remain unclear. So a person should be prepared to pay millions, millions, his entire fortune, just in order to understand this one point, guys, because without it, we don't know what we're supposed to gain from our entire life. So what point is there in life if, if one doesn't understand what it's about, what its purpose is and what is his task in life? Can a person like achieve closest to Hashem without any concept of what it is? Can it be achieved automatically without even needing to know its essence and the way to achieve it? Think about that. So only after a person clearly, clearly, knows clearly where exactly he needs to get, where he needs to go, he can work to find out how to get there. So, for example, a person who's traveling from the road from Jerusalem to Bene Brak, right? If he's not at all aware that he wants to reach Bene Brak, how can he know which road to take? It's like logical. There's no point in trying to work out the route because he might not want to get to B'nai B'rath but to spot And in any case, his task would be to ascertain the road to spot So it follows that a person has to first clarify. We have to know where we need to go. And only then will our task be to ascertain the road that leads to the desired destination. So if we were to consider that it's impossible to clarify this concept of closeness to Hashem, then we will have to conclude that Hashem expects us to do something that we cannot understand. And can that be, can this be? So it must be that this is something that can be understood by anyone. Our task is therefore to clarify this concept of closeness to Hashem. It has to be clear. So a person, who has not yet reached a clear understanding of true closeness to Hashem is not just ignorant about a detail of a a particular topic, he's ignorant about the very essence of one's life. And life in this world and all human activity, whether it be Torah study, mitzvot, worldly matters, exists only to enable one to attach himself to his creator. So if he doesn't know what cleaving to Hashem means, we have no clear understanding of the purpose of life and no clear knowledge of the essence and inner purpose of all our needs. So a person may learn Torah and fulfill mitzvot, but we don't know where these acts should lead us. Do we get it? Are we understanding? So let's give. Let's use an example. A man needs to buy a house, and over a period of twenty years, he saves a certain amount of you know money each month. But at the end of the period, he has enough money to buy a house. However, he doesn't know where to go to actually acquire a house. He sits and he thinks about it. But he can't figure out where to turn to buy a house. So he consults with friends and they direct him to some real estate agent. And he ignores their advice and instead sits and tries to figure out how he can find a house for sale. So then he goes from place to place accomplishing nothing. Nothing. So this man has all the money that he needs to buy a house. But he ends up without one. Because he doesn't know how and where to go to find what he's looking for and so this man's predicament is very similar to that of many many of us maybe i'm talking about myself as well that we may keep we keep mitzvot and we learn torah we possess torah and mitzvot but do we know do we not know how to use them to acquire the state of in my heart i will build a sanctuary so, if we're unsuccessful in creating within the recesses of our soul a place for the light of Hashem to rest and have, and and to have Hashem dwell in our hearts, so the Yetzirah allows a person to learn Torah and observe mitzvot, but he conceals from him one simple point. And what is the purpose of all this? It doesn't even allow him to think about the purpose because it keeps the individual in a state of habit. Routine habit in which he learns Torah and he does mitzvot without giving any thought to the point of it at all And that's the power of the Yetzirah He's prepared to give a person everything But the main thing the purpose of it. It's all lacking Has shalom. So even if it allows a person to think about the fact that the goal is closeness to Hashem It conceals from him what this means So the getza portrays in a various and portrays this like in various guises distancing a person from true understanding of his life and it might also convince a person that closer to hashem can only be achieved in ganedin and and, or or, in ulama but in this world it's beyond beyond a person's comprehension and it plants in a person's mind the notion that there's no need there's no need to understand closeness to hashem And that it will come automatically to anyone who toils in Torah and fulfills the mitzvot. And so then the person imagines that when he leaves this world and he ascends to Shemayim, he will immediately sense a great and wondrous closeness to Hashem, depending on his level. But that's not a matter to be occupied with in this world. That's what he's thinking, not for this world. So the Yetzirah convinces the person that there's no need to be concerned with these hidden matters of heavenly affairs which is tantamount to desiring to know the future and the unknown it tells a person that instead of being curious and looking into the hidden future should better use his time and serving the creator through just go learn torah and mitzvot in a simple way don't become preoccupied with the issue of being close to hashem and these and many such arguments are commonly used by the yetzah arah they're innumerable, but the common denominator is that a person is kept away from the will and desire to understand closeness to Hashem and from achieving in his heart a palpable sense of attachment to Him. May Hashem help us, bezat Hashem, ignore these suggestions of the Yetzirah and to commit ourselves to clarifying the nature of true closeness to Hashem and how each and every one of us, each and every one of us, can and we have to achieve it. We have to. So now we're gonna to try to, to describe in simple words the essence of closeness to the creator, right? So what is this closeness which David Amalek said, as for me, closeness to Hashem is my good. So let's think about that. So the first question that has to be asked is where's Hashem? When I wish to become a close to a person, right? I have to first identify wh- where he is. And when I know his location, then I go there and I, I still, I'll stay near him, I'll be close to him. Right? So when a person seeks and wishes to be close to Hashem, he has to first clarify, where is he? Where is Hashem? Where is he to be found? If a person doesn't know where to find Hashem, how can he become close to Him? So our sages have clearly stated that there's no place. Guys, there is no place devoid of Him. That's to say, He's present everywhere. Everywhere, as we say. You existed before the world was created, and you exist after creation we say this in our and and so as just as before the world was created Hashem was everywhere and and even too after he created the world although there's a world and created beings hashem is literally everywhere nothing prevents him from being everywhere so to become close to him there's no need to leave the country or the city or to travel within the city for the matter is very close to you hashem is everywhere therefore a person can find him and be close to him anywhere anywhere he wants if a person thinks about this one has to ask a simple question about david amelek statement as for me closest to hashem is my good so why did he use the word closeness right after all if, if hashem is found everywhere and he's present wherever the person is even where his body is standing he is not only close to a person, Hashem is and the person are completely together. So the term closeness is relevant when one thing is next to another. But if they're completely together, right? It's not really appropriate to use the term closeness. So, but the truth is that such questions come from an attempt to define intellectually, intellectually where Hashem is. Then one decides that the term closeness doesn't adequately express the closeness between Hashem and man. From a spatial perspective but since closeness to hashem and the vehicles to him do not relate to physical space at all the question is irrelevant so this idea is going to we're going to talk about it later on but however the question itself ought to arouse a person to clarify the true nature of closeness to hashem after he clearly understands and his soul clearly grasps the essence of closeness to Hashem. It becomes possible to conceive and grasp the distinction between the closeness to Hashem and unity with Hashem. Okay, so Bezrat Hashem, Hashem will give us a privilege to genuinely grasp these concepts. Bezrat Hashem. So... I'm going to continue here and we're going to go a little bit more. And then I want us to think about and ponder about what it is that we're actually learning here. Like, where is Hashem? Do we not know that Hashem is everywhere and wherever we are, that's where Hashem is? So we've already defined that closeness to Hashem is not related to space. It's a deeper, deeper kind of closeness. Guys, let's first think about the concept of closeness in this world and and try to understand more profoundly what closeness to Hashem is in the spiritual world. So we're going to begin with an example. For for example, a man is sitting in his house and he's speaking on the phone. In this conversation, a friend enters the house. So the host indicates to his guest that he should wait. A moment until the telephone conversation is finished, right? After he finishes talking, he apologizes for having to keep them waiting, explaining that he was talking to a close relative. So the guest then asks, So who's the close relative? Where does he live? And the host provides his full name and adds that he lives abroad. And so the guest then asks in surprise, So if he lives far away, how can you have called him a close relative? And so then the coast answers, I didn't mean that he's close from a perspective of space, but rather he's closely related. He's my cousin. So in the physical world, there are two kinds of closeness spatial closeness and familial closeness, such as like a father, a son, an uncle, a cousin, and so on. The, the familial closeness of a cousin is totally unrelated to space. Rather, since they have a family connection, they have a deep bond based on their common ancestry, which makes them emotionally close, right? So in other words, the closeness is more profound than spatial closeness, because it's a relationship based on their common source. And since they have a source, there's a deep emotional closeness. Okay, you with me so far? So having clarified that there's two kinds of closeness, one spatial and one familial, which generates emotional closeness and bonding, we're, we're going to continue now to contemplate whether the two kinds, these two kinds of closeness, closeness are in any way dependent upon one another. So clearly, spatial closeness doesn't guarantee doesn't guarantee familial closeness. And in familiar closeness doesn't guarantee spatial closeness. So in other words, one could be standing next to another person and have no emotional bond with him at all. And in fact, the spatial closeness, Might actually cause an emotional distance due to differences of opinion. They could create a rift between two people, right? We've seen that happen all the time. So conversely, a familial closeness that causes an emotional bond or emotional closeness by itself doesn't necessarily uh, necessarily come with spatial closeness because sometimes the people closest to you, like your father, son, best friend, or whatever, are spatially very far away, and yet it doesn't conflict with their emotional closeness in any way. And so spatial closeness doesn't guarantee familial closeness and familial closeness doesn't guarantee spatial uh, closeness. So I hope we understand that. So now there's a distinction between these two. So when we say that two people are spatially close, it's a condition that exists in the present. But however, and, and with emotional closeness, even though there's a closeness in their souls, it might not be evident each moment. So one may love this relative or friend and be very attached to him, but the feeling, the feeling is not always in the forefront of his mind. At specific times it comes to the fore, like in times of celebration, or has shalom, the opposite, when a person shares a difficult or painful experience with people who are close to him so now that we've like clarified the essence of closeness in this world now let's return to consider closeness to sham, right it, it's in, it, it, like is it in any way similar to the kinds of closeness we are familiar with in this world so as far as spatial closeness is concerned we already pointed out that nothing is as close to a person as sham. nothing since there is no place the void of him we talked about that we mentioned that so if a sham and a person are in truth constantly really together and they do not separate at all from each other there's nothing else in this world that a person is always so close to even in a situation where there is a constant closeness between two individuals they do not actually exist in the same place but a sham and the person are always close to each other with unparalleled degree of spatial closeness And with regard to familial closeness or friendship, the Pasuk states explicitly, you are children to Hashem, your God. The Pasuk says, do not forsake your friend and your father's friend. It refers to Hashem as a friend, since we are both the children of Hashem and his his friends. And consequently, a person is already close to Hashem from a spatial, spatial perspective. Like there's no place devoid of Hashem, right? There's no place devoid of Him. So from a familial perspective, we're all children to Hashem. You are children to Hashem. So from a perspective of friendship, do not forsake your friend and your father's friend. So in what way then do we lack, do we actually lack closeness to Hashem? So the main point is missing. In this world, when someone is close to something, he senses that he's close to it. And if one is related to someone by virtue of being like his father, son, uncle, cousin, if he senses, he senses a closeness. But if one has like a dear friend and he senses it, right, the soul feels it clearly. But the crucial question about the various kinds of closeness with Hashem that we have, like space, family, and friendship, is: Do we feel? Do we feel that Hashem is close to us? through all these relationships. Do we feel that? When we say that there's no place devoid of him, do we merely know this, like fact intellectually? Or do we actually sense that Hashem is with us everywhere? So if we were to sense it, it would be constant awareness because he's constantly with us. Like as to familiar closeness, do we merely know? Do we know in our minds that we are his children? Or do we clearly feel it in our hearts with a deep permanent love like that of a son to his father. And likewise, when a person considers that Hashem is referred to as your friend, is this merely another fact that he knows? Or does his friendship live and breathe within him? Does it live and breathe within you? Think about that for a minute. We've already seen that we're already close to Hashem in every way. But the problem for most people is that this is merely a piece of information Because the real feeling of closeness, the feeling that Hashem is always near us and within us, the feeling that we are really His children and friends, it's what's lacking. We are close, but we don't sense it. So when we're physically close to something, we sense it. But when the closeness is spiritual, spiritual, we might know of it, but we rarely feel it. So to gain a better sense of this idea, we're going to explore the issue and see how even in this physical world, not every kind of closeness can be felt, and we're going to provide Bezat Hashem tomorrow. In tomorrow's lesson, we're going to provide some provide some examples of both what spatial and familiar closeness like showing showing us. We're going to show how a person might not be aware of them because if 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 before the microscope was invented, we we would have approached a person and asked them if there's any germs in like a few centimeters from his face. He would have categorically denied it he would have thought you were crazy right he would have been willing to even swear to the fact that without any feeling of guilt whatsoever that it's not so and in truth he would have been mistaken because there's certainly were germs all around him but since he couldn't see them by the human eye he couldn't he couldn't see them at all he was convinced that they didn't exist but now we know that he was certainly mistaken, so we can see that one can spatially be spatially close to something, and but and yet be totally, totally unaware of it. So now we're going to continue beset Hashem tomorrow with the rest of these lessons. Beset Hashem, i hope that we're all getting like an idea of exactly where is Hashem. where can you find him? As we could said when we said, you know, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's like a father, and he's also you know in every place and even inside of you and even outside of you he has that relationship whether it's spiritual or even in all these matters here amongst us right so we're going to talk and we're going to learn more about that Bezrata with god's help tomorrow bezrat hashem so let's continue with these lessons and if you know people that really need to hear and really would love to have a meeting with their king of kings and understand exactly what that means because as you could see we, we, we're we learning a lot of things that maybe we didn't know or maybe we, we thought we knew but we really didn't understand it as well as we're, we're understanding it now with Siyata HaDishmay and with Hashem's help we're going to bring a lot of clarity to this and we're going to really understand what it really means to have the baker's to our creator. We're going to really know what that means. You're not going to walk away thinking, you're going to know know this. And if you have anyone that you think and you know for sure, which I if you ask me, it's everyone, every single person can use this 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 course and lesson, I would you have the ability to add them to this group. Add them to the group, do them a favor, do the mitzvah. Add marriage to Claudies Israel because we need a lot of it right now, okay? And add them to this group. Invite them in. Let them learn these lessons on how to achieve that, the Vegas to the Creator, so they can learn how to have a relationship with God, so they can learn how to ac- access within from anywhere and have that connection, have that bond, have that conversation to meet with the King of Kings, to meet with the King of Kings, the most beautiful thing in the whole wide world. And so, give that give that honor to other people. Let them have the honor of what, having the the, the place the, the 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 place to be able to have a meeting with the King of Kings. So, we will continue. continue with these lessons. Bezrat Hashem tomorrow. Baruch Adonai leolam. Amen.